are listening to The Depression Session at 99.1 FM Downtown Radio. Each week, we'll have a new guest tell the story of their depression. I'm your host, Laura Milkins, and thank you for joining us on The Depression Session. Just a note for my listeners, I want to make sure you understand that this is a show about depression, and some of the content can be triggering, so please take care of yourself if something on the show brings up difficult feelings, and seek professional help if you need it. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Depression Session. You're listening to 99.1 FM, and today we have with us Dan Horner. Dan is an event promoter for events for spiritual authors, healers, workshops, and music in Tucson and Phoenix. He's also my boyfriend, full disclosure, um, for the past two years. Welcome, Dan. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. So we'll hear from Dan in a moment, so stay tuned. Um, for those of you who are new to the depression session, I just want to explain that it's a, it's a two-part show. The first part, I always tell about the remedies that I'm trying for my depression. I also suffer from depression, and I wouldn't ask all of you to share your stories if I wasn't willing to share mine. Today, I'd like to talk about clarity doing this and doing it in such a public way uh, a lot of people have been you know talking to me about their concerns over what I'm doing and I realize that it's important to be clear when I tell people what what I'm doing with the program and with this project so first was I am trying to get more sunlight as a you know depression remedy sunlight's been shown to help get more vitamin D and my vitamin D is low a friend was worried about me and she wrote me on Facebook after hearing the show and said, you've got, sunlight's not enough. This time of year, the sun is too low. You're not getting enough sunlight. You need to take vitamin D. Here, you know, there's all this research that you can't get enough vitamin D in the winter, so please take your vitamin D. And I realized I didn't tell people I am following my doctor's orders. I'm taking vitamin D. And in addition to that, I'm trying to get more sunlight. You know, if you get out in the sun, you can get as much as 10,000 to 20,000 IUs of vitamin D in 15 minutes. However, my first experience of trying to get more sunlight, I went out for a walk with a good friend of mine along the Santa Cruz River. It was a gorgeous day. It was really lovely, a great experience. Then I realized it was 4 o'clock and sunlight's not very strong at four o'clock and maybe I wasn't actually getting (laughs) the sunlight I'd like to. I looked it up and it's true in Tucson the only time you can really get vitamin D from the sun this is a little simple test you can do is your shadow if it is longer than your body the the shadow that's falling on the pavement if it's longer than your body you're not actually getting vitamin D from the sun and the reason for that is the UV rays the UVB rays which are the ones that can give you your skin can convert into vitamin D come in at an angle through the atmosphere in the winter because the sun is low and you won't get UVB rays because they'll they'll filter through the atmosphere and not actually reach you reach you the atmosphere will act like a sunblock so to get your vitamin D from the sun you have to be in full sun overhead not at an angle so check your shadow if you want to see if you're getting vitamin D and then the next thing I want to talk about with clarity is even if I wasn't getting more sunlight you know I was taking a walk at four in the afternoon just the act of getting outside just getting myself to go out and do something with a friend and take a walk getting fresh air 
even if the sunlight wasn't making me feel better, walking along the river was. So I'm going to try to keep at it. And in the course of this week, I found that I, re- I really went only went for a walk twice. And it was at about four in the afternoon. It's really hard in our modern lives to get outside in the middle of the day because so many of us work in office under terrible lighting all day long or for most of the day. And my schedule, I'm trying to organize it so I can go outside and get some light when it actually is effective and finding it harder than I thought and giving myself excuses for not doing it. So I'm going to try again this coming week and be a little more diligent about it. Then another experience I had, I posted on the the Depression Session podcast on Facebook about my experiences for the week. And last night, a friend was worrying about my guests and saying, you know, are you making sure people are treated, like the people who come on the show are being treated for depression? And I said, yeah, that's, you know, that's part of I'm having practice sessions. So if somebody's interested in being on the show, they come to a practice session and everybody gives their input. They tell their story and then everybody gives them a little feedback to help with the story. And I also have them fill out a bio information form which helps me know where they are with their experience of depression and just who they are. I wondered why he was worrying about it. And I realized I'd posted on my podcast that I that a woman had approached me in my front yard and we'd ended up chatting and she'd, she told me about her mom dying. And she cried and said, you know, I've been in prison for the last nine years and my mom's been sick. And I didn't, you know, I got out of prison and she was sick still and found her lying in her own poop and she started to cry. And I just asked her, do you want a hug? And I gave her a hug. And she just, I could tell it was a real relief to tell her story. She said, thanks so much for listening to all this. So I shared that story on Facebook And back to Clarity, I didn't mention that that was random. That was just a woman on the street in my neighborhood who saw me and felt like she wanted to talk to me and ended up telling her, telling me the story of her depression. You know, about the hard times growing up and the difficulties that she had. It wasn't, she's not a guest on the show. I was just sharing an experience. And so in doing this project, I'm opening myself up to just anybody telling me a story. You know, I think in deciding to talk about depression, I might get more people than I expect randomly out on the street telling me the story of their depression. One more thing on clarity, which is I am having friends and family on the show. I hope that you don't mind that I'm starting from a place of safety for me having people on who I already know, it, it's, it's, it, it's sort of, um, I'm asking a lot of people to come on and share their story, and I feel comfortable asking people who I know to come on and share that experience. And I'm honored by how many people I don't know are reaching out to me and saying, I want to share my story, and I'm looking forward to having all those people on the show. So thank you all for reaching out to me and thank you for your stories, random or otherwise. So on that note, I'd like to introduce Dan Horner. Dan's done some large scale events in Tucson. Last year, he hosted the real life ghost whisperer, psychic James Van Prague, and Don Jose Ruiz, uh, the book of the four agreements. He also had a number of multi-speaker conferences. And I will say in this 
past four years of depression over the last two years, it's been really, really helpful to me to go to some of the events and hear speakers talking about spirituality and connectedness. That is a component that's it's just been really helpful to me. So, Dan, tell us what you're cooking up these days. <laughs> sure thing. Sure, thanks. Thanks for having me again. And uh, let's see, I got a couple of uh, films coming up. Um, one is The Science of Miracles with Greg Braden. Um, I don't have the exact time or location of that yet up on my website. I'm still working that out. And then uh, One Track Heart, The Story of Krishna Das. And, uh, of course, there's tons of great music in that in that film, and that'll probably play in early January. And then I got this uh, great thing that I'm doing. It's been coming together for literally like two years. I've been trying to organize this thing, and it's it's a one-day event called The Healing Power of Music. I'm going to have, uh, you know, a bunch of different musicians that do some kind of, like, uh, spiritual music, maybe you know, Native American flute, some people that do some really healing piano music, and then um, a film. And I got this great guy, Chad Wilkins, coming in, total, total hippie guy, you know, totally practically off the grid, you know, total new agey, but really like modern, the people that modernized that new age music with like really contemporary stuff is really, you know, where I think the, some of the best music being, being played is. And uh, anyway, so that'll be probably February 21st. I think I'm going to try and get the Burger Theater. Um, out on Speedway if it's available, and then uh, yeah, so that that's the event I got coming up. None of it's on my website yet, but uh, people can go to danhornerproductions.com, danhornerproductions.com, and sign up on the email list if they want to find out about those when I when I do finally get those up on the website. Thanks. Can I just ask you what what made you do spiritual events? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I was uh, you know I had a normal life. I, I was in the Navy. I worked on Wall Street and. Then um, I went to a meditation and, and I had spiritual awakening. And after that, I got really sick. And, and once I started to get well again, it was just kind of leading me on the spiritual path. And, you know, I just started, once I got well, I started doing spiritual events. It wasn't like a, um, a planned thing. It wasn't like I sat when I was growing up saying, God, I want to promote spiritual <laughs> events. That's what I had to do with my life. It just kind of happened. Yeah. So, Dan, tell us the story of your depression. I will do that. I'll do that. Let's see. So really, my main depression has has been this past spring and summer. That's the pretty much the main time I've had. I, I had depression before when I had fibromyalgia, but it was really because I was, I was sick and had fibromyalgia and couldn't get out of the house very much. It was really kind of very topic-related. Um, this spring and summer, I had depression that was... It was the kind where you don't know, have any idea, like nothing's wrong with your life, and yet I found myself depressed. And I really didn't know I, why I was depressed, and I, didn't, I, I really couldn't figure it out. There was really nothing wrong with my life. My business was going good. My relationship with you was good. My, you know, my family life, there was nothing really wrong with my family life. I didn't have any major ailment, Ill, illnesses like I, ailments like I had uh, before. Yeah, so... I couldn't really figure out why I had the depression and I had to do a lot of introspective work and going back and, and looking at things. Let's see. And looking back on it, I, I, you know, I went to, I tried to get into therapy at the VA and I was in, I signed up for this life coaching program to be, become a life coach. And I started learning all about life coaching and, and it was very therapy based. It, you know, it had a lot of developmental psychology. It had a lot of family constellations, Virginia Satir's work, 
And through some of the stuff that I did with the life coaching and through therapy, um, this is quite what I kind of figured out was essentially, I mean, I didn't figure this out, but it, it's kind of where the depression came up, came up from. And so I grew up in a pretty, let's say, violent household. I mean, it wasn't violent, violence directed at me, but it was emotionally violent. And my parents fought for as, you know, for as long as I can remember from my earliest ages till, till I left, till I left the house. And really what, I, I didn't know what an effect that had had on me. And I just really didn't know it, but kind of subconsciously, all I was trying to do was get out of that situation. And I spent most of my, you know, m deep down I had this desire, I want to get, get out of there. But I, I just kind of learned how to suppress and get by and, and do what needed to be done. And, and I honestly think that I had held, I had this depression and held on to it for like really like most of my life, like a, a lot of my life and at least maybe since middle school or something like that. And that sounds strange, but I'm a master suppressor. And uh, I just, I, I kind of actually had a fear of of becoming depressed. I ha it, it was like a survival mechanism to suppress it and not not become depressed. The reason I had a fear of it was I saw my mom and I saw my brother getting depressed and my brother was in therapy and I saw absolutely no results, you know, no change in him while he was going to years and years of therapy. And I just thought, well, it was like this this thing that I didn't I didn't want to do was get depressed and just as a, as a mechanism to survive I suppressed it and so you know I went off with my life I, I went to uh, into the Navy I went to one of the best schools in the country uh, I went to a service academy and then I went to Wall Street for a few years and it was finally in like in like my late 20s where I started to kind of address that I hadn't that my upbringing upbringing had affected me so anyway, fast forwarding to this past summer and, and doing this life coaching program, I had done this visualization and they did this thing called parts work, which I had never heard of before, but you let different parts parts of yourself speak to other parts of yourself. So it's a way to like resolve inner conflict, for instance. And what happened was I had this one side of the visualization and it was this Statue of David but it was still in the block of marble. So it was just a giant block of marble, but I knew that there was like the Statue of David in there. And yet there was this kind of force field between me and the block, and I couldn't get to that block with the statue inside. And then this other part of me, in the second half of the visualization, I, I saw this cave, and it was like a spelunking cave where you go down and you explore the caves. And... The thing about that cave was it was just so dark and it was like a labyrinth. You could get lost down in there and you could literally maybe never find your way back. And unraveling all that, I, I, I kind of realized that I had to do some spelunking that the, the reason why I hadn't gone down into those caves was because with depression, I felt like I could go down there and I felt like I could just, I may never come back that I may never find my way out of those caves, that it, it, it could be like an endless maze down there and I'm, I may not survive it, literally. I mean, I had this kind of subconscious 
belief that I may not survive it. So going down into that that cave and spelunking was really just something that, you know, was something just that I'd been avoiding kind of my whole life. And I guess what I realized was I needed to be able to go down and, and do that spelunking and, and do that self-searching safely. And once I figured out how I could do that safely, then that was going to, on the other side of me, on that other visualization, kind of remove that force field and let me go to that block of marble and find, you know, find, find out the real me, like find real aspects of myself in there. Essentially, it took, it took a long time to get to this, this place, but eventually I realized that depression was not, it's not like an illness or something. It's not like a virus that you've been exposed to and, and contracted. And it's not like I got exposed to some chemical you know, in a war zone or something, and, and now I have, you know, Agent Orange or, you know, something like that. It, it, it's, depression is, it literally is me. It's a part of me. And that depression, it's, it's, it's like a message saying that I needed to search and find a deeper part of myself. And it literally is, is kind of this time, and it's, it's kind of saying to you, you know, saying to me, I need to discover a new part of myself and I, I need to go deeper and uncover parts of myself that I didn't know existed. So for me, although I'm not completely through my depression and, and, and it's been, I'm still, I'm still working with it, I have come to see that it's probably a gift. It, it's a gift to go in there and, and discover these new parts of myself. It's a gift to find out that deeper me and, and find find that person in the statue in the, in the marble and, and, and chip away at the marble and, and find the real me. And so, you know, I'm still struggling with the depression. It, it comes, it comes and it goes, but I just know now when I, when I have, when I have it, it's like now it's time to do maybe a little bit more, more spelunking and a little bit more searching. And so I have, I have come to see depression as a gift. It's, it's a pain in the butt gift. <laughs> It's uh, definitely not the kind of gift you can give back, return to the store. It's not the kind of gift you can re-gift to somebody else. But it is, it is a gift, and it's, it's your gift. It's a gift that, you know, is yours and yours alone to, to find. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the story of my depression. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Thanks so much for sharing. I love that image of the cave of like, you know, depression, feeling like this space that you can just fall into and not find your way out of. And I really relate to that feeling of the fear of going, going deep, letting yourself sink into it and just never coming out. Yeah, it's, I mean, I still have it now when, when I am having, it, it just, now it comes like for periods of hours or a, day, a couple of days versus weeks and months. Um, when I first had the depression, I didn't even know I was depressed. I thought I was exhausted from all the work that I was doing. I didn't leave. The, I couldn't leave the house. I didn't. I, I couldn't eat. I just didn't want to do anything. And it took me like a month or a couple of months to figure out. Oh, I'm having the symptoms of depression. You know. Now when it it comes on and. And it comes on, I'm kind of, I still have that feeling like, oh my God, this could be forever. 
like, oh my God, this, this may not end. Yeah, and I, I, I think all of us who struggle with depression have that feeling. You know, it's really relatable, the, the feeling that I'm, I'm going down into the caves. I hope my rope is strong because I want to be able to get myself back out. But it seems sort of endless. And then going, in some ways, you can't avoid it. Like, you're going down the cave anyway. And then you're the, already there. You're already there, exactly. And to, to just let yourself be there is really, like, really beautiful. Yeah, I, I think that what comes up with depression is a feeling of hopelessness. And, and that, you know, hopelessness literally, you know, literally means, like, there is no hope. And, and that's why it feels like you're going to be down there forever. Even, even when I'm down there for an hour or an hour and a half, during that hour, an hour and a half, it feels like I'm never going to be out of it. It feels hopeless. It feels there is nothing that can be done and... I'm screwed. Yeah. In that, being able to reach out and get the resources that you need, being able to ask for help, you know, would you, it, has that been something that you've done and have <laughs> you found it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do, I do have the resources I need now and my, my family's co- totally willing to talk to me and you, of course. And I, I'm getting therapy, and I have the life coaching, you know, my fellow life coaches. But I, I have to tell you, like, getting help was, it was, it was misery. When, when, when I tried to get help, um, I went to the VA. I'm supposed to be in the VA system. I'm, I'm a veteran, and, you know, they're supposed to have this <laughs> great thing for veterans of PTSD and stuff. And it was, it, was a, it was a serious pain. I mean, I tried and tried. It took me months to get into the VA system. And I, I literally was like, once I realized I had depression, I knew I had to reach out. And I reached out and it was so frustrating. It just took months and months to get <laughs> to get actually real help and to actually be able to talk about, you know, that stuff that I had coming up and growing up. And it was just, it's just miserable. Like to be in that place and to know most people don't reach out and they tell you, you gotta reach out. And then to reach out and then to feel like it was one step after another step. It took like seven steps to get to get help at the to, VA. To talk to an actual therapist? To talk mean? to an actual therapist. And I don't know if I couldn't quite verbalize it with the people that I loved. I mean, you do, you do feel like they talk about veterans. They say, you know, veterans of PTSD, they feel like they're in this um, box and they're screaming as loud as they can and nobody can hear them. And that's the way I felt like I knew what that felt like at that time I was telling everybody I'm depressed and you get a lot of people that want to convince you you're not depressed you get a lot of people that want to say you know help help make it better and oh oh I'm sure it'll be fine but if you just visualize better you'll be okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah right and what you you really want is I think you really want a deep level of understanding, a deep le- level of identification and understanding from a place, you know, maybe from somebody that's actually experienced that really deep place themselves. And that brings us to the whole heart of the depression session. I hope by 
people being able to share their stories. I mean, it, it takes guts to come on here and tell your story, even though you know me. <laughs> you don't know all the people who are listening. And to put your story out in the world is a big, brave thing. It's, a, it's to tell your story with your, from your heart and share that experience. My hope is that people listening hear it and feel like, oh, that's me. I'm down in the bottom of the cave, and I don't know if I can get out. And that image of the block of, of granite and that somewhere in there, or marble, and somewhere in there is you and that you have to go in the cave. You have to go. You have to go deep. You have to go down. The depression can be a teacher. It can be a gift. And on the other side, it'll help you chip away and find who you are. You know, find who you are in the rock. Yeah. I found that to be a really strong image. Yeah, I, I honestly think, you know, through just our regular upbringing and our social and socialization, a lot of, you know, that's why people have to go on these journeys to quote unquote find themselves because people, you know, I I, ne I don't feel like I ever made really a lot of choices that were just independent of outside external influences, and that search is for me to start making choices that are really from my deepest self rather than from, you know, external uh, influence. And we do. We all feel that external influence, that desire, that it's like the desire to be heard. I mean, I was very touched by this random woman who doesn't know me at all, just out in the street. And within a few minutes, opening her heart and sharing her story. And one of my friends said, we all want to be heard we all want somebody to listen, yeah. and so few people want to hear. So on that note, thank you all for listening. I welcome you all to contact me through the podcast, and thank you, Dan, for coming into the studio. Thanks for doing this, Laura. It's a great, it's a really great, great radio show. Thanks. Again, I want to mention that if you found some of the content of today's show triggering, please seek professional help. And worst case scenario, call 911 if you're feeling like you might hurt yourself or others. I'm not a licensed therapist, and this show and the station are not endorsing any remedies or products. The purpose of this show is to destigmatize depression through storytelling. You can find a link to mental health services on downtownradio.org on the About KTDT page. You've been listening to The Depression Session on Downtown Radio with music by Septa Helix. Find us on Facebook at The Depression Session Podcast. Thank you.